Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to episode 109 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. Uh, we know why we're here. I'm not going to pretend to be in a good mood about this. This is Grace, by the way. <laughs> this is Grace. <laughs> this is season five, episode 21, Meridian. Uh-huh. Um, it's cold outside. <laughs> I have not drank all of my coffee. It's been a rough week. Coffee is appropriately and Daniel is dead. Let's go. Let's do it. By the way, we are we are drinking Cheers. out of uh, today our spiked coffee out of our brand new. There's no place like Tara mugs because there's someone on on Etsy happens to make. It's not our logo, but happens to make mugs with our exact name pretty, yeah pretty cool they they make a mug this has absolutely co- coincidence right it's Nixie a computer coincidence i truly and i would give them credit but i don't remember the name at the moment because um, it's still early and i'm emotionally wrecked over daniel's ascension go to we'll, etsy we'll put a picture of it somewhere yeah at some point um, do you have an AKA besides your life is terrible and everything sucks? Is that um, your AKA? No, my <laughs> AKA is uh, what the me seeks say when they've been alive too long. So right along those lines, but I can't place it right now. It's like, uh, I just want to die, basically. <laughs> um, uh, or a big old nope. Just a big uh, nope? It's a big old nobody nope. Um Nope card? This just, uh, I'm going to lay down the Pope of Nope. <laughs> um, and, Which you is, know, it's really tough because there's a lot. That, uh, Corin Nemec is in this episode, yeah. who I'm a big fan of uh-huh. because Parker Lewis can't lose. Um, and I can't even... You can't, can't even, even you can't even enjoy the Corin It's It's really mean. Yeah. It's really mean. It's like having someone, like, shock you mm-hmm. and feed you chocolate cake at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. So... Fuck this emotional torture, <laughs> aka fuck this emotional torture. Well, All right, let's get mine isn't as hard. I do have an aka. Is wouldn't it be because he got exposed to radiation? I think a better ending was is if Dana Jackson just became Bruce Banner and there was just like a Hulk version of. <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? Well, I guess in a lot of ways he kind of could be. He is Bruce Banner. He is Bruce Banner. He's he is the smart... Bruce Banner part is correct, but I'm just saying, wouldn't it be cool if he then had like a Hulk alter ego where he became a, like more jacked up than? I Teal'c? would love that, and then hated it. No, and then Jack becomes the sun's can't roll out big guy <laughs> person. <laughs> he becomes his Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sun's can't roll out big guy. <laughs> I think that would have been that would have been fun. <laughs> so this episode, this this emotional roller coaster first aired on May 10th, 2002. Mm. It was written by Robert Cooper, directed by William Waring, which is normally a camera operator. This is his directorial debut. It's not bad. I'm trying to think if there's any... There was a definitely... You can feel a difference in the shots. There's some beautiful shots, and you can tell he's a camera guy in these shots. Yeah. My thing is, like, what an intense way to start your directorial it's career. Like, oh, you ready to do this? <laughs> Jump in the fire. Yes, Daniel said, wipe your eyes. You're fogging up the lens. Wipe your eyes. That's enough. <laughs> Are you done? Okay. Go no, do it. No, 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 no. 
Um, so there's two big sort of guest stars in this. The first is Mel Harris, who yes. is most known for her role as Hope on 30 something, I think, is, is where a lot of people know her face. Yeah, she's been in so many things. <laughs> um, I also remember her from West Wing. Oh. She was in House. She's even like Murder She Wrote. Um, yeah. She was also recently in Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, nice. And she's in the Hulu series Shut Eye currently. Oh, okay. Or recently. I don't know if it's still going on. I've yeah, never actually I remember, heard of it before. No, I, rem- I remember hearing it and I was like, that looks almost interesting enough to watch. And then I forgot about it. That because works. that's usually what happens. That sounds familiar. Hulu needs a better marketing department. They do. <laughs> or just a better like, well, hey, The watch problem this. is, is like which network show would put commercials for Hulu on? Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? They've got that interesting little lineup now thing that they do. They where do. like, you might watch this. It's like nothing is ever ever in that no. list that I would watch. No, you're you need better analytics because yeah. that's not me. Yeah. Um Fair. and then the other guest star, Cora Nemec, um yeah. known for Parker Lewis can't use for synchronizing his swatches. <laughs> um he's also in The Stand. He is. Um he also is in I know my name is Steven. He is, and I actually have a thing <laughs> about that. I've watched that. I had a thing. I was like, he actually oh. got an Emmy nomination for playing in that miniseries. Oh, I had no idea. And like... Oh, I know why Kaylee is bothering me now. I don't care that this is on mic. There are treats in my pocket. There's stormy treats, and Kaylee's like, I smell those stormy <laughs> treats. Give me treats. She has actually not left Grace alone since she walked in the door, and that's why. Yeah. Which I was actually reading, like, to me, the story of Steven Slater should... If it hasn't been mentioned on My Favorite Murder... They need to cover it on My Favorite Murder. They will. They're, so they're just getting to the point where they don't do just murder stories. Yes. It is a good one. But it's common. So if you don't know, like he was kidnapped at seven by Kenneth Parnell mm. and was like escaped like seven or eight years later. Yeah. Um, but Stephen's older brother was later convicted of being a serial killer. Yeah. Which Some is why, again, I'm like, should be covered on My Favorite Murder. Yeah. You have multiple aspects here of this family. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Shitty, scary things happen in like the 80s and 90s. I know. And a lot of like missing people. Um, I mean, and I guess it still does happen. It yeah. just seemed to be like a big epidemic of it. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to The Dollop. I'm po- yeah, I'm doing the thing where I plug another podcast. I love The Dollop. Don't listen at work because I can't help laughing out loud. Yeah. And I feel like an idiot. But they did the story on the chameleon, which was a French man. Oh, the chameleon story is way fucked up and super interesting. to be uh-huh. a boy in Texas and the family went along with it. Yeah. Because they were just so they desperate. killed him. Yeah, <laughs> they killed the boy. Yeah. So they're like, "Yeah, we'll pretend that this uh-huh. is him." Oh, look, we n- uh-huh. never killed anybody. Yeah, yeah, it's cray cray. Yeah, my two favorite things from Coronemic's wiki page. Uh huh. First of all, that um, he wanted to be an actor after watching The Goonies <laughs> because his father was the art director for it. Nice. Um, he was also in Supernatural a bit ago. But my other favorite one is that he. With a group called Starship Fools, Fools with a Z, has a hip-hop album that oh came my. out in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. I completely I believe that. I definitely believe that. Uh, for me, he's always Parker Lewis. Which is funny, because I never watched... I, like, missed Parker Lewis. Oh, I, I would synchronize my swatches all the time. Oh, really? All the time, yeah, I would I, synchronize I swatches. I never... And I didn't own a swatch, let me tell you. <laughs> I just did it, because that's what I thought cool kids did. I actually didn't even learn that swatches were a thing until way later in my oh, life than it should have been. yeah. No, I remember. I was so envious. I still hear swatches... I still, my first thing when I hear swatches is think of, like, color swatches. Yeah. No, my... watch swatches. My uncle had one. My uncle was basically Miami Vice. Like, that was his wardrobe. Okay. Um, And so my uncle had one, and then my sister got one one year for Christmas. And so I would do my best to steal them. 
So let's um, get into this. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it for the pleasantries. That's the pleasantries are now done with. Mm-hmm. So we start in what seems like the middle of the episode because it basically is the middle of the episode. Yeah. I, I do like a non-linear episode here every now and then. Well, so, yeah, we do work in flashbacks to yes. get to where we are. Yeah. Um, the team comes through the gate. Danny's been exposed to a metric fuck ton of radiation, mm-hmm. technical term. And on the way to the infirmary, the details of what happened are sketchy. Uh, someone starts to scrub down process on Daniel while Janet's like, so how much and what kind of radiation is exposed to? And they were like, yes. And Sam's like, oh, it was an unstable radioactive variation of Naquita. Uh His right hand was exposed to eight or nine grays of neutron radiation. His full body got over seven, which is Daniel, as Janet points out, is a fatal dose. Mm-hmm. So radiation doses are usually measured in RADS, which is literally short for radiation absorbed dose. Okay. That's what RAD stands yeah. for. Makes sense. <laughs> um, one RAD is 100 ERG per gram, and an ERG is 100 nanojoules. So, like, doing the scale, um, like, 100 RADs equals one joule per kilogram. So, basically, one gray is a lot. Yeah. All that numbers work out to one gray is a lot. Yeah. A lot of things happen. So, eight or nine grays... But that's okay because it's early in the episode uh-huh. and my naive yeah. mind is like, well, they'll find a way out. I would like, as we go through this, for you to tell me at which point you fully realized that shit was going to go real bad. Let me tell you now yeah. that I still don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm convinced. I Look, there are, there are five. Uh, there's... There's two models of the stages of grief. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the one that we actually use in... in school uh-huh. the one that we're taught the other one is yeah. not as uh this one i'm citing floyd which is uh one of my textbook writers but there's five stages yes um i'm still in denial <laughs> and then i jump into anger uh-huh uh, and then i go back into denial and then I, I i go back and i haven't really hit any of the others i don't know <laughs> when i will to be fair let's get it straight daniel is ascended i don't know that okay I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. Okay. Anything can still happen. This is very true. So, we you technically can tell me saw that. him die. We flatlined, but then he ascended. Yeah. And we've seen Oma de Sala before. Mm-hmm. So, we know, like, that's an actual thing. That's yep. not just his fleeting, it could be his fleeting brainwaves, but Jack saw it too. We don't know. Anyway, <laughs> credits happen. Am. Credits happen then. <laughs> yep. So in the briefing room, Hammond wants some answers. Janet says there's really nothing they can do for Daniel at the moment, or, you know, at all. So what exactly happens? Huh. Uh, Sam explains that Kelowna is one of three major, like, countries on this planet. Uh, and they're basically at sort of, oh, 1940s, World War II sort of level of development. But instead mm. of World War II, they're in a Cold War. Right. With these countries. Um, so they basically combined the 60s and the 40s yes. into one thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so they obviously, you know, it's a good question of if the other two countries even know that the Stargate exists and right. know that they have contacted other, you know, planets. Um, and, and the Colonians are really eager to learn what technology they can share. Uh, and in the flashback, we see SG-1 meeting Jonas Quinn for the first time. He's mm-hmm. a special advisor to the high minister. And notice, and I love where he's like talking and then stops talking and just symbols to his forehead. Yeah. Like, like looking at Teal'c. Um, Why you have that? <laughs> and Daniel introduces all of them and mm-hmm. they start their tour. Yeah. It is a very, uh, yeah, Daniel is very uh, first in line 
in in all these flashbacks. Yeah. He's like, I'm important. I am Daniel. He's he's taking on a different, a slightly different role. Yes. Uh, or the same role. He's sure. always he's always. Well, I guess he's just a little more forward. This is true. Than he usually would be. True. Yeah. Um, back in the present, Sam explains that Jonas is responsible for overseeing the research from an ethical perspective. Which basically is Jack rolling his eyes at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's several degrees from their highest, you know, colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. He's a nerd, Jack yeah. explains. And yeah. Daniel and him were birds of a feather. Yeah, they're definitely friends. Um, so in a flashback, Daniel and Jonas are nerding about nerding out about doing research on the gate site, uh, getting their archaeology on. And turns out SG-1 has, you know, finally learned over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, look, we want to learn about you better. We need to figure everything. Before we just throw technology and knowledge at you, like, we need to make sure you're on the level. We're, yeah. We're, we've we've made this mistake before. We're not just going to throw weapons out. Yeah. And then bad shit happens. Both sides of this want something from the other uh-huh. one. But we're just, we're they're, they're tiptoeing into the waters yep. because they've been burned before. So they arrive um, at some observation room with men in safety suits and a little death globe thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once the light turns blue, they go on and enter. They meet Thomas Lee, the chief physicist, overseeing their most critical project, which involves the core of a device they found in a temple made by the good. Mm-hmm. I forget how he butchers it. Yeah. Um, and we get a close up on Genesis face when Teal'c corrects him. He's like, like, Jonas um, is very... Yeah. But no, like, in that case, yeah. he's very, like, is that actually... Is that it? Like, he's craving all the knowledge. Yeah. He's yeah. like, okay. So, I know you have a couple more yeah. lines here. Yep. Let me tell you how I wrote my notes to this point. Alrighty, please let me know. Blah, 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 blah. Radiation <laughs> weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> That's basically it. Why? Yeah. <laughs> that basically sums up everything I've said. Um, but what they're playing with is this really cool mineral that's highly unstable, but very powerful and radioactive called Naquadria. No, not Naquita. Mm. Naquadria. Yeah. Because uh, we found... There's a quad in there. There's a quad. Uh, and this device um, is like, they're not making a power generation device, let's just say. Because mm. back in the briefing room, mm-hmm. Jack's like, it's a bomb. Yeah. They're making a fucking He's giant bomb. bomb. He's bomb. Uh, and Teal'c's like, I mean, they said it would only be used to ensure their freedom from those neighboring nations they're in a cold war with, but... They could be not We don't that. believe them. Yeah. But let's think about what we would do, and it's not that. No, it's not. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is literally the U.S. in the 40s and yeah. 60s. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, because I've been there before. It's like talking to a 16-year-old, mm-hmm. being like, oh, yeah. Is that is that right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Tell me more yeah, about how more. you're not gonna go do anything at this party. Uh huh. You just want to see your friends. You just want to see your friends. You're certainly not going to. You're gonna say no to all alcohol that comes uh-huh. your way. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's no boy involved. Or <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you, nieces. I know. I know the game. To be fair, if it was me, there wouldn't have been a boy involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> and I actually did. I was the one that turned down the alcohol. <laughs> I, I was so square. I did not turn down any alcohol. And <laughs> that was just who I was. I was like the most annoyingly well-behaved child. <laughs> um, I had like I had weird things I got in trouble with. They involved books and shit. I just <laughs> was weird. Um, so anyway, 
Hammond thinks they need to be really careful what they get into right now because Hammond is smart. Yeah. Um, but Jack doesn't think that they're going to really have an issue anymore because uh, he's pretty sure that the clones don't want their help, don't yeah. want anything more to do with them. Uh, and yeah, that does have something to do with how Daniel got exposed to that much radiation. Yeah. That, yeah. Look, everything got fucked up and they're like, no, just kidding. We uh-huh. don't play anymore. Uh huh. So while the rest of the team was getting a tour of the city, Jonas is giving an extra special tour to Daniel. And he was, Daniel was super passionate about trying to convince the Colonians to give peace a chance, basically. Yeah. Um, and because he's Daniel, and it's the most Daniel thing to possibly ever do. Mm-hmm. So they claim Daniel tried to sabotage their research, which no one in their right mind believes to be true. And they let them bring Daniel home on compassionate grounds. Uh, and they do want to extradite him back if he survives. So basically these people have fucked up and mm-hmm. now they're like, we're going to be dicks about how we fucked up. So yep. you can't have your person back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's our scapegoat. Uh huh. No, not okay. In the infirmary, Daniel is running through what's going to happen to him in the matter of hours, and it's super not pretty and super not fun to hear, and there's nothing they can do to stop it. Mm-hmm. Jack wants to talk to their allies, but Daniel's like, no, no, no. Like, you can't just go running to him every time, you know, one person's life's at stake and don't think that I'm any different because I'm not, because the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. Shut up, Daniel. <laughs> just no. I'm not okay with that. Um, so, you know, Jack's like, what happened? Dan's like, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not going to change anything. Jack's like, no, but clearing I want to know your name matters. Yeah, that is important. And it is. And, and you know, to Jack, that's the only way. Look, if the shit is really going to hit the fan the way Daniel is saying it is, that is the only thing that will bring Jack closure. It will. Exactly. Um, because he's got to hurt something in this process. He or does. find something. Yeah. yeah he's good. Otherwise, he's, he's going to be some bubbling shit himself yeah. up and. All the fish in Minnesota <laughs> won't do it for him. <laughs> he can catch every fish. Yeah. Um, it was an accident. Daniel's a scapegoat. Daniel is fine with that because it's not going to change anything. Because mm-hmm. 10,000 years ago, the ghoul tried to do the same goddamn experiments and nearly blew the planet up. And he tried to explain that. And no one gave any shits about it. Mm-hmm. So Daniel's like, they've they've built their nest and they have to live with it yeah. now. And there's nothing like I'm done with them. Yeah. He's like, let them think whatever they're going to think. I don't care anymore. Well, no, because... Fuck you. Well, Daniel, yeah. Daniel doesn't care. Yeah, anymore. yeah. Because fuck you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in Hammond's office, we learn the Asgard aren't responding. Jacob's on a mission, you know. How convenient. How convenient. And Jack points out that, look, we know where a sarcophagus is. Mm-hmm. And Hammond's like, um, yeah. But two months ago, S3 pointed out that it's super heavily guarded. You can't recover it easily. There's probably going to be more casualties getting it back. And I can't authorize that. Right. He's like, look, don't think that I'm don't feel the same way as you do in this situation. But I have to look at the bigger picture and not right. live only in Daniel dying mode. Except that's the only thing Jack can live. in. That's right the only now. thing Jack can live with. And yeah. Hammond has to push that aside and, and still like, be the leader I'm of the entire base. not killing 40 people to save one. Exactly. People. Yeah. Yeah, no, not okay. In Sam's lab, she's like, like, I have nothing to help Daniel at the moment, but I have calculated that the power of that thing that they were messing with mm-hmm. would be insane. Yeah. Like, much more powerful than Weapon Grades Nakoda, a power that they haven't seen before, and it could be a really important missing link. They're looking for something to generate power, to create a hyperspace window, or create shields for ships. Like, this could be it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we, we need to get some of this. Yeah. 
And this is where she's, to me, this is the part where she's like, she's like having to partition her brain. Well, she's got, yeah, she's got to do something to not think about her friend dying. Exactly. And so this is where she's able to partition the brain and again going, it's almost like a thing of what good can we get out of this shitty situation? And like, this could be really important. Well, I, I, you know, her, her default mode, her, um, her safe space. Yeah. Just happens to be a really effective, smart yes. place to live in. Yes. So whereas some of us in this moment would watch episodes of Gilmore Girls, <laughs> you know, Sam let's goes say science. Sam goes, I'm going to go bury myself in science. Yeah. So it's almost just lucky. And that that's where her brain goes. Jack wants to go kick the shit out of something right. and can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the briefing room, Hammonds reports that diplomatic relations are going south because of this whole incident scapegoat bullshit. And the relations are like, or Jack's like, I give no shit about diplomatic yeah, relations. Done, done diplomatic. <laughs> this is Daniel's life. Yeah. That's the only thing I care about right now. And as much as the whole situation sucks, Sam can't stress enough. Like, we need some of that shit, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we need, like, regard <laughs> diplomatic relations have to keep going because we need that. Yeah. And Hammond's going to draft a letter, and Jack is against drafting the letter. Um, Hammond's like, look, the Conans, oh, he, he sees this bigger picture. They're not going to admit what actually happened, mm-hmm. because it's a huge embarrassment for them. It would put right. them at a disadvantage in negotiations. Like, they're not going to admit that Daniel was innocent. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, well, you can't admit that he was guilty. Hammond's like, bitch, please, do you not give me any credit? Yeah. He's like, yeah. I know how to carefully word something. I am better at this than you are. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to admit anything, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to play the game, play the diplomatic game. And he's ordering Jack to deliver the letter. The sooner the better. And he does. And afterwards, he goes and visits Jonas. Mm-hmm. And Jonas is really sorry to hear about Daniel. The two other people who were in the room, um, two of the people are already dead. Two of them will be soon. And their deaths were horrific, which is a very yeah. powerful, powerful word that you don't just throw around. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not a fun way to go. No. Any type of radiation. What was I listening to? The uh, What is it? The... Uh, was it the radium girls? The women? Or what was the what was the element that they were painting watch faces with? Oh, I know what you're talking about, and I've just blanked the on the uranium. No, I, no, no, I it's don't not know uranium, it but I've just blanked on it. But yeah, but I, you know, if you hear the stories about what happened to these women and how their faces and yeah. bodies fell melted apart, off, basically, holy fuck! Yeah, which is to be fair, probably essentially what's happening to Daniel. Yeah, why do you yeah. think he has those bandages on? Let's just keep things in place. Yes. Um, Jonas is hesitant mm-hmm. in this whole conversation. Like, diplomacy can be played as much as they want, but he knows that the Quadria is very rare and very valuable, and his government is not going to give any up. Mm-hmm. And Jonas wants to escape this conversation very clearly, yeah. very badly. He's nervous. He's looking around. And considering what happened... So here's my thought about what happens in this conversation. Considering his views at the end of this episode... right. And the way he's looking around, I think he knows he's being watched. Yeah. I don't think Jonas was okay with with how his country decided to treat the situation. And I think he knows that they know. 
that he's not okay. Like if if you, especially if you're considering this is a Cold War situation and how tense these three countries are, yeah. I can fully imagine that that entire building is bugged. Yep, and he's having to basically like toe the line. Like he's being listened to the powers that be, and if he, he says, yeah, he's trying to speak between the lines. Yes. Like, trust me, I'm on your side, uh-huh. but not yeah. Say that, and and Dan- Jack is so riled up that he's not well, he's riled up he's also highly upset. emotional he's very emotional his friends yeah so i'll give jonas credit for that because he's got to yeah. f- find a way to mm-hmm. to ride through this um and he's squishy he's, he's not teal super he's not squishy. jack yeah. he's he's a daniel type of person he is and and jack's like look i only brought this letter to come and see you jonas mm-hmm. i'm want to tell you that like I Jack is not going to let anyone tarnish Daniel's name. Mm-hmm. And he says that his own government will admit Daniel is guilty over Jack's dead body. And he wants Jonas to tell the truth. Yeah. But Jonas is talking to... You know, stuck in that tough spot. Like, he can't do anything on his own. Right. You know, without the weapon, his people could fall to the enemy, and they need some way of ensuring lasting peace, he says. Yeah. But Jack wants to be Except clear. Except you can never do that with exactly. weapons, but that's a story for And that's time. what Daniel's trying to say. He's like, weapons of mass destruction can only be used for one thing. Mm-hmm. And the reason Earth wants this- They're not called weapons of peace. No, they're not. <laughs> weapons of mass peace is not yeah. what they're called. Mass peace. <laughs> peace be with you. Peace among words. <laughs> as i flick off the microphone that you can't see this um, work okay space work it's uh and he goes the reason that we want that element is because we think it can be used to create defense shields but you go ahead and blow yourselves your to thing. hell yeah mm-hmm. have fun we've seen this before i feel like wouldn't it take like very little to just show them pictures yeah like oh look here's what happened on their own planet in the let me same show period. you these awful pictures of the remnants of this is this really what you're ready to uh-huh. deal with yeah because that's what you'll deal with do you want ants because that's this is how, how you, you get, get ants, ants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah back in the infirmary daniel is not looking good no Sam and Janet. This actually is one of the times that really got me. Mm-hmm. Sam and Janet are watching from the observation room above, and Janet's like, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. And it's going to be fast. And there's nothing Janet can do besides painkillers. And it's so bad, and it goes against everything Janet stands for. But it would be a hell of a lot better if she, and then she just trails off. Yeah. Well, and it's. She's not wrong. She's not wrong in any way. You know, and it is a very controversial thing. Um, the idea of that. Yeah. The, the, uh, um, I the have, mercy kill. And or, I have a hunch, knowing Janet, she would be the type of person who wouldn't actively do anything, but more of like, hey, hey, Daniel, while you're still able to do things, here is the morphine button. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken the limit off it. Yeah. Just go to town. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that Sam um, and Amanda Tapping in particular yeah. in this episode, anytime I look at her face, I know. anytime I look at her face, she the 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 ability to just take us where she is is insane. Yeah, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. So and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and considering what was going on on set, like that's half actual emotion. Well, that's what I imagine. You know um, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's a, it's, it's appropriate to her character as, as, as developed and strong and, and smart as Sam is. She's not the most 
emotionally present character. She's not. She's someone who she she caps it to the point where yeah. it has to she bubble goes, over Look, somewhere. Look, I know what feelings are. I've dipped my my mm-hmm. feet into the pool, but she doesn't dive head first. No. Um, um, and it's not like Teal'c where she bottles it in. She doesn't do that either, but she's also not Daniel. Yeah. She doesn't revel in it. So she's kind of forced. To, she's very raw in this, in this episode, and I think that's... Uh, it's very relatable. Yes. It's very relatable and it's and it's easy to step into our shoes and, and what a great job doing that. And, and, I, and I will tell you, there is one scene that I know was filmed that didn't make it in for various timing or whatever reasons that if this scene was in the show mm-hmm. would be, I think, the most emotionally wrecking scene that's there. There was a scene that was filmed somewhere between Sam and and Teal'c coming in and out of the room Mm -hmm. where Sam and Teal'c sort of pass each other in the hallway and no words are spoken but they basically just embrace each other Mm -hmm. and Sam puts his head puts her head on like on Teal'c's chest and like tears yeah not okay and 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 then Teal'c is also to the point and they just and they have this moment and then they move on on onto what they need to do and I was like if that scene was in this film or in the show? Nope. Yeah. That's kind of great, though, because sometimes real life does that to you. There exactly. may have been moments in my life where, uh, yeah, it, our house is very quiet. And then boyfriend Jesse just gets a hug. Yeah. And then I walk away and I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm not ready to be people yet. But that's thank what I'm saying. Like, that. If, yeah. that, if that episode happened, it would have been just breaking. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, to um, Janet's credit... Her doctor slash mom Jean kicks in. Oh yeah. So yeah, she's feeling this, but she's like, "Look, I now I've got to take care of Daniel, and that's my job, and I need to take care of Sam because that's my job too." Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I feel like that's kind of what we do in grief. You know, we we find it's something we're supposed to be doing, and that's why we'll get to it later when when Teal walks in the room. But there's this like half moment where Daniel like or Janet leaves her hand on Teal's arm for yeah. half a second longer, and I was like, okay, now you guys hug because Stop it. both of you need a hug. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Which, and all this causes Sam to head off and go find the ghoul healing device that yep. they have stashed away. Mm-hmm. And she goes to try to use it on Daniel. She tells Daniel, look, I have no clue if this is going to help or yep. if this is going to make things worse. And Daniel gives her a very pained nod. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, guys, it makes shit real worse. Yeah, this ain't good. Um, she He starts seizing and Sam feels as shitty as humanly possible. Like, I can't even imagine that yeah. feeling. Yeah. Um, the one thing you're supposed to do that can help though, or the one thing that you can do to help, not supposed to, just makes shit worse. And like that part, like make my own stomach feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and as Daniel is rolled back, um, the lights shift in a beautiful way. And Daniel is standing in a glowy light gate room. Mm-hmm. And a woman is dressed in white, telling him that his fate is in his hands. Yeah. Um, those are really good transitions. Yes. Uh, when they go from Daniel in what I'm going to call dream form mm-hmm. into real form. Yeah. Um. Look, so I will share this personal piece of information. Um, I was in a coma when I was a kid. I was in a mm-hmm. coma for quite a while. And I don't know that there was any type of research done. But you do kind of move in and out of the real world. Yeah. In that way. The way. It is very much like a dream. I love the fact that especially like or later. Or at least my experience. Was. Yeah. Like later when, when Teal'c is there, I love when we get Daniel's view of. 
of he hears Teal'c, but it's in this own world that he's going on in his head. Right. It's absolutely beautiful the way that that's done. Um. So later on, Daniel is almost completely covered in bandages at this point when Jack comes in for a chat. Mm hmm. And Jack is really bad at this. Yep. Daniel agrees. And I almost can't even with these conversations. Yeah. <laughs> um, Daniel goes, why do you care about my name at this point? And Jack tells him that, you know, he tells him why he's fighting so hard to save his name. He's like, despite the fact that you've been a terrific pain in my ass for the last five <laughs> years, he may have, might have grown to admire him a little it's very uh he, he thinks it's very uh what is it it's very uh, bro well in my head I, um it's not it's a different relationship but it's very much i've grown accustomed to her face yeah from my fair lady uh-huh it's like despite everything i like you yes you're my friend exactly <laughs> Um, and, and Jack will not have this be the last act on his official record. Yeah. That's, and, that may or might not be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Daniel calls out to Oma and he's back in the glow room and he's figured out that she's Oma DeSala because, you, you know, know Kev- is it insensitive that they made it a glow room? The man's dying of radiation. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck all of y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, like the Keb glowy baby, all the riddles. Yeah. That Oma. Uh-huh. Um, and the riddles continue this episode. Yeah, not okay. In fact, doesn't she use some of the same ones? She does. It's like, can you, she does. Can you like, can you not? <laughs> can you think of some new ones? Is that really a, you, same jokes from last time? Yep. Time to write a new act, lady. Nope. Um, she's talking about ascension, you know, going to the, the plane of existence. Hmm. And he's like, I could do that? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, yes. But he has to find his own way to the great path. He just has to release his burden. He's like, done. Check that off. Yeah. Step two. She's like, um, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. Dude, that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, he wants clear answers. She's not given any. Uh, because it doesn't work that way. You can't just reach enlightenment by running from death. Right. Um, and yeah, he's like, yeah, I figured it wasn't going to be easy. I'm running out of time, lady. Yeah. So as Jack keeps watching. I'm not okay right now. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. And I'm trying. You're doing wonderfully. I'm doing my best. You're doing wonderfully. (laughs) So as Jack keeps watch over Daniel, he notices Hammond and Jonas Quinn walking into the observation room. Yeah. Why is Jonas here? Because he stole as much NACOD as he could and ran. He saw the data that was recorded from that accident and he saw his colleagues die and he told his government the truth of what happened and it didn't go well because they gave no shits. Yeah. Yeah. I could have told you that. <laughs> but he did the good. He did as much as he could he as did. a single person. He did. And he he stole NACOD and he brought it back. Like that's... That's pretty big. That's a huge thing. Nequadria, right? Nequadria, yeah. yes. Not Nequadria. Nequadria. So in the flashback, Jonas has read an entire book Daniel loaned him just last night. Yeah. Um, about archaeology stuff. Mm-hmm. And regardless of learning about the Stargate here and the catastrophic explosion that Daniel's pretty sure happened a long time ago in a planet right here... Um, which it was not an asteroid, by the way. Hmm. Jonas is like, I just am really more interested about learning what's out there. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if it's as bad as you say it is, the Clonans may need this giant bomb if we make our way out there. And Daniel's like, that's not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> um, some very wise people have shown him firsthand how a sudden leap in weapons technology by a civilization is not, you know, that's not ready for it can lead to its destruction. Yep. And I love the fact that we were on the other side of that not too when long these ago. conversations yep. started. Yeah. Wanting the technology. And yeah, it's very appropriate. We've yeah. grown a little. We're not fully grown, but we've grown but a little. But we have come full circle, yeah. yeah. Um and they reach the point where they're watching the scientists again, and that's when everything goes wrong. Yeah. Not good. The power is increasing exponentially, the core touches and gets stuck, power spikes, it's bad, like giant explosion bad. And as Tomas tells everyone to stay away from the glass since the radiation can penetrate the window, mm-hmm. the device is about to explode, and Thomas runs away. This is the point. Where I just started shoving food into my mouth when I watched the episode. This happens. This is not okay. And the words, this is not okay, kept happening. you were gripping a stormy with a death grip? Yeah. I was like, nobody touch me. Nobody. Except this dog. Yeah. And this dog cannot leave. Yeah. Yeah. Stormy's really, yeah. He's very good at that. Anytime someone's feeling feels, he's like, I'm just going to sit on you now. <laughs> Stop feeling bad. You're a good human. And look, good human. Uh, you have a cute puppy on your lap. You can't feel bad. So yeah. You a cute puppy on your lap. Uh, Daniel fires his... Uh, he will tries to check the door first, and that's locked. So he empties a sidearm into the window and then dives through it in a very action yeah. movie manner. Um, and he removes the core with his hands. And he looks around when he's done possibly starting to realize the consequences of what he he's like did. oh shit i just killed myself yep fuck why yep. did i do that that's basically what happens right there why you gotta be a hero back in the observation room in present time jonas is like look i'm ashamed of what my government did that they couldn't bring themselves to recognize daniel's heroism that he saved millions of lives mm-hmm. and like like this is why i'm like this is here is why I'm pretty sure he wasn't speaking truthfully earlier in the episode. Right. Because he had to he wanted to speak out against yep. his government and he couldn't. Yeah. yeah. So back in Glow World, Oma and Daniel are just chilling on the ramp, mm-hmm. lounging. Daniel is quite sure that like at this point of his journey, what what's the point been so far? You know, he believes his entire life has been a failure. Yeah. Hey, I understand that feeling. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm with you. I know that feeling. It's yes. not real. It's not real. It's, 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 I've called it and, and you, yeah. I don't know if, how I could even explain the backstory to this, but I call it the Aubrey voice from yeah. Legion. Yeah. Because Aubrey Plaza, it's the Aubrey voice in the back of your head. It's this other being that lives in your brain that uh-huh. tells you shitty things about That yourself. tells you shitty things. And then you, you're in Legion is played by Aubrey Plaza. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. the Aubrey brain. And the, you basically spend your entire life going, shut up, you're lying. Yeah. Shut up, you're not real. <laughs> and trying to make the logical part of your, vo- your brain be louder than the Aubrey part of your brain. Yeah. Um, right now, Aubrey, Daniel's Aubrey brain is winning yeah no not okay dude not okay just beat down the aubrey part yeah um and uh so then sam is there in in dream world Mm. telling daniel that you know look jonas had a change of heart and we come out of the dream we're in the infirmary and sam basically pours her soul out to daniel yeah um that he's had this effect on people and the way that he looks at things changed even her and she doesn't know why we wait to tell people how we really feel. Yeah. And she hoped that he always knew. And then she breaks. And then we break. And it's just not okay. But she never says it. 
Well, I truly like I I don't think it is any I think she, definitely think she loves Daniel, but I've never seen it as a, a really like, romantic. No, I don't think it is yeah. romantic. But the words I love, you have yes. some power to them. And, yes. and in that moment, I do wish she had said them. And yes. I, I think a lot of me is just angry. Yeah, um, because that's where I'm living <laughs> right now. Um And this was the moment where I think I just fully broke Mm -hmm. and I was like, I hate all of you. And I did. And I just (laughs) luckily, luckily, we watched this episode with a a support staff. We did. We had a support staff. We had boyfriend Jesse and bartender Nick and Nixie and Stormy and Stormy. And and I think I just announced to the room at this point that I hated everyone. Uh Uh-huh. And that this was not okay. Yep. And this is not how this ends. <laughs> I basically threatened everyone in the room. Yeah. <laughs> you threatened everyone with just damage. Um, and back in the dream world, glow world, Oma tells him, like, look, you can't reach enlightenment if you don't think that you're worthy. Yeah. And Daniel's like, well, then we have a problem. Because no. Daniel doesn't think he's worthy. No. So then Teal comes to the infirmary, and I believe... See, I, and I think, yeah. I believe your words were like, no. Yeah. My words were, no. This is because not okay. for some reason, seeing Sam break is one thing, but you see Teal break is like... I can't. Uh-uh. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot be okay. Uh, and then Janiel, Janet leaves him alone and Teal sort of bows to her as we get that beautiful little half a moment between Janet and Teal, which are like the moments in this episode that I love the most. And he has a statue that Dan, that Daniel once gave him saying that, and Daniel said it would serve its owners in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And we jump to like inside Daniel's glow office yeah, um, and he's sorting papers and, 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 um, and we see... Teal continues that he wants you know, to know that the fighting against the Gould will lose one of its greatest warriors. Then we're back in the infirmary and Teal says he, he will have lost one of his greatest friends and gives Daniel a warrior salute. And I'm like, fuck you that, all. Okay. This is, I don't know. Fuck which you of all. Those, <laughs> I don't know which of those things more because for Teal to call him his friend, he's called him his friend before. Yeah. And that's pretty tough to hear. I'm losing my friend. But he also calls him a fucking warrior. I think for me, the part huh. that gets me the most is the salute with yeah. a close up of Tilk almost breaking. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, all of you can just go to hell yeah. and die. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck everyone. Fuck um, everyone. Yeah. Smoke bomb and I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Um, So now Oma is in Daniel's glow office and Mm -hmm. she's trying to understand why Daniel thinks that he failed on his journey. She's Mm -hmm. like, you're an idiot, basically saying that, look, and and, and Daniel's go, look, I didn't open the Stargate on my own. Like, I failed Shaoray. I failed Sarah. Every time I killed a ghoul, another one popped up like nothing. None of the good that I've done seemed to have changed a thing. Mm hmm. And Daniel's like, look, you say I'm the only one that can judge myself, right? So what happens if I look at my life and I honestly don't think that I deserve enlightenment? Yeah. Oh, that's heavy. It is super heavy. That hits a little too close to home, guys. <laughs> a little bit. And Oma says that the success or failure of deeds doesn't mean anything. That doesn't equal what the sum of your life is. You yeah. have to judge by the intentions and the strength in which you face things, regardless of their outcome. Yeah, and I wrote her... I wrote it down word for word. Yeah. Because I'm going to say 
without a doubt right now that this is my favorite line of the entire show mm-hmm. uh, because she said and it, it's a bummer that it's said by Oma and not one of our lead cast True, but it's just a beautifully written line by someone who's clearly gone through some sort of therapy like she's clearly <laughs> someone who can speak yeah. to this uh, but like I, not throwing out the words and, and but. To, to get a little meta um this whoever wrote this has there is therapy behind yeah. those words and if <laughs> yeah. there is not then this is a very well put together person and yeah. you cannot be human <laughs> uh, but he says the success or failure of your deeds does not add up to the sum of your life Judge yourself by intentions of your actions and strength with which you face the challenges that have stood in your way. Yeah. That line alone, I want on a print <laughs> with a Stargate behind it <laughs> and like a little sandy like, beach at the bottom. I just want to hang that. You want one that. of those nice little success posters, those cliche yeah. success posters, Yeah, only basically. way cooler than yeah. that oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Stargate. Um, but... It's a great line. It's and, and it's, it's It's a beautiful thing to think about with Daniel because Daniel is so busy in all of his existence um, in the show trying to understand other people mm-hmm. and trying to help other people. But he, he, spends, he really doesn't. He spends all this time helping everyone else. But where is the Daniel time? He spends no time helping himself. Yeah. Where's Daniel time? Yeah. Um, and Oma's like, have you not been listening for the past however long yeah. this has been going on? Have you not heard all of your friends telling you that you did make a difference? That you did change the- things Legitimately, for like, for real, dude, they've just been sitting here telling you that. Yeah. And here's where... What, I- where, what were you busy doing? Melting? <laughs> melting, sorry. I'm going to get melting, like, the end of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Melting like you just looked into the Ark of the Covenant? Basically just in slow motion. Oh, God. <laughs> but here's also where I break into For Good from Wicked. <laughs> Which, guys, um, like, don't listen. I'm not even going to start singing it because, like, don't listen to that song right now after watching this episode because you may physically break yeah. um, unless you want to, in which case do, because yeah. that song is one of the most emotionally triggering songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Look, I'll never, <laughs> I will never question anyone's desire to just cry it out. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta. That, that song it's like is. like walking it off. Yeah, that song is, uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Oma says that there's only one thing we can ever truly control, Mm -hmm. whether we are good or evil. (laughs) Can we though? Can we even control that? I don't know. Uh, Well, I guess, I guess I think to me. I'm kind of mad at her too. (laughs) Listen, I am very much. Yeah. Guys, I live in anger right now. That's where, where I'm living. Whereas I'm the person who just laughs at things to control yeah. my uh, pissed my feels, offness. Yeah, feels. I'm just gonna, yeah. So in the briefing room, Jonas tells Jack that, look, at this point, if I'm ever caught back on Kelowna, if I ever go back, I'm going to be arrested as a traitor. Probably either, you know, executed in some yeah. way. Like, what is it, Rosenberg's? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ethel and... 
What's his name? Yeah, that style. Anyway, done. And he he's pretty sure his government's like he's never going to support their government's never going to support anything that leads to mass destruction, like purposely. Like they're never going to go in and be like, yeah. hey, we're going to drop an A-bomb on a country. Um, he, but they just don't see any alternatives right now. Like this is the only thing that their minds can think of as a solution. Yeah. And like if Earth ever actually develops defensive technology from the Nequadria, he's like, you need to share it with my planet. And Hammond's like, yeah, of course we would. Yeah. Um, he's like, like, it's a, it's hard in this dichotomy of an episode because, like, what, what Jonas is going through is equally as wrenching his heart because he's like, this is my country and this is, like, I've done everything my entire life for my country and I'm just right now trying to help my country the best I can still, but, like, it's like, I'm just watching them tear themselves apart. Right. Um, that's fair if you're talking about just the characters, but I have no fucks. I give none fucks. That's what I mean. Like, it's but hard right. because the, you, if this was any other, if, if the entire Daniel storyline wasn't going on right now. Yeah. Be, there'd yeah. be so much an emotional investment in Jonas. Yeah. It's so hard to combine Jonas, the Jonas character right now. And because he, like... Corin performs beautifully in this episode yeah. and he has this beautiful balance with, with what he's feeling but you have fucking Daniel dying yeah, of radiation a, yeah. on the other side. It's a great character and it's a great storyline. It just does not take precedence exactly. over Daniel dying. It's just being so overshadowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the off-world activation alarm goes off because it's Jacob. Yeah. And they bring him to the infirmary and Sam gets a big hug from her dad. Mm-hmm. And she hands him the ghoul healing device and he, he starts... And Selmak takes over and stops. And he's like, look, this is a shit situation. There's only so much I can do for this. This ain't good. I'm going to do what I can, but like, damn. So back in the glow room, Oma is leaving. Mm -hmm. Because the rest is up to Daniel. You started the journey on Keb. You opened, you started opening your mind there. And like, there's nothing more I can do. Yeah. You need to walk the journey. I, I can only lead you to the water. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. I've done. I've told you what you need to do. Now you got to do it. And yeah, it's appropriate. It's mm-hmm. appropriate that she goes. And Daniel can feel them trying to heal him. And almost like, well, then you'll get healed and your journey will continue the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. And Daniel's like, but I don't want Except it Except you'll be missing your ears and nose and <laughs> face. And <laughs> how are you going to wear your fake glasses if you have no ears? <laughs> Okay, I'm done. So, but Daniel doesn't want the journey to continue the way it had been. Mm. And he's ready to go. He's like, but how do I get them to stop healing me? Yeah. And as we watch Jacob healing Daniel, we see Daniel's out of body walking around the room and he touches Jack on the shoulder and pulls Jack into the glowy room. Yeah, that says a lot about Jack that he can be pulled into this space. So as Mm -hmm. much as Daniel has... So I'm going to take a moment out of my anger. Okay. To just dissect a piece of the show. Pause anger. So pause my anger. I'm put on the shelf for a little bit. Um, Daniel has come to basically the brink of death. Yeah. To be able to come to this place of enlightenment, to talk mm-hmm. to Oma, to be able to communicate this way. It's taken a lot for him to do that. Jack, just in his grief... Or, and just in this in this place where he's just like, I'm here, yeah. I live in this, is able to communicate with Daniel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as much as Daniel's our feely guy, our people guy, our mm-hmm. whatever, I, I think this clues us into how 
enlightened Jack actually is. And, you know, I I think that is default in Jack as it is. I think there is a reason Jack was the one chosen to get the ancient repository of knowledge. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think he there's a reason Jack was chosen and he's so connected with the with the Asgard and things like this. Like Jack is it's just he's he's just going He's so much more comfortable in the mask, sort of, yeah. to put over it. But it, it, it's a great... It's It makes perfect sense. It does. Because if you think of our favorite, most enlightened characters, Yoda. Yep. Rafiki in the Lion oh, King. Oh, Rafiki. These are not people who live in this, like, altered state. They're yeah. like, this is what fucking... The dude. Yeah. The dude in Big Lebowski. Exactly. Super enlightened. Exactly. Because of it, they don't have to live in it. No. If that makes sense. And, and you forget that about Jack. And this is a great little clue yeah. into that which it, i love and and among all the other things and all the other shit happening there's this tiny little silver lining of like oh yeah jack yeah that's it's, all it's yeah so now the anger comes back oh the anger back not, the yeah shelf. all right it's, it's here it's, it was seeping its way back in like a black pudding and dan was looking at me slowly moving to attack <laughs> so daniel tells tells him like you have to have jacob stop <laughs> and he's like i'm not giving up like yeah. this is not me giving up yeah it's it's like and behind them as he's saying this oma is turning from oma into glowy squid creature yeah. and leaving through the stargate and daniel's like i can do more this way yeah like i need to go everything's gonna be fine but i need to go and you need to tell jacob to stop mm-hmm. so in the infirmary he does He's like, let him go. And it's what Daniel wants. And the rest of the people are like, um, come again for Big Fudge. Can yeah. we talk about this? Why are this? we doing this? What's happening? What's happening? And they all let him go. And as he dies, he starts to glow and he ascends into a glowy, squiddy creature. Mm-hmm. And the lighting in the shot is beautiful, by the way. The shadows, med props. Yeah. <laughs> um, and back in the glow room, Jack and Daniel are both standing there alone. Yeah. And saying goodbye. And I can't even. Um no. Daniel thanks him for everything, and he doesn't know where he's going. Jack's like, see you around? He goes, I don't know. And he goes, do you know where you're going? I don't know. I don't know anything. And Daniel walks through the Stargate. Mm -hmm. And back in the infirmary, we finish watching him ascend through the ceiling. And uh, we zoom in on Jack's face with all the feels, and we fade to black. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know intellectually and lot. I'm a smart person. Yeah. I know that the characters, the actor is gone. The character yeah. is gone. But I don't. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And I, look, I will say this. I have not once, I, I don't like ruining surprises. I love being surprised. Yeah. I love finding things out. I love having genuine reactions to things. I'm not a fan of spoilers. I don't even like reading ahead of books or anything of that sort. I love not... If I almost find a Christmas gift, I don't look at it. Yeah. Um, this is the one time I've ever been tempted to look ahead in the show. Did you have willpower? Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't look at anything. I, will- I said this is, one, I've been te- <laughs> oh, this is the one time I was tempted to. Uh, luckily, it's not in my nature. Yeah. It was the one time... I just don't, I don't want to believe it. And I will tell you, I I said this, I said this last episode at the end, but like, 
all the people who listen to this, such mad props because you guys have been so dedicated and consistent and writing big spoiler words before <laughs> yeah. you talk about this. Really appreciate and, that. And on Twitter, literally, that literally going is. Does, is Grace reading this right now? And I will text her and tell her to not look at Twitter <laughs> until it's safe again. Yeah. So uh, a lot of props go to you too for being. Hey, don't look at anything. Yeah. Don't don't look at um, anything right because now. Because people, especially with with previous episodes and how I couldn't even react when you're like, well, just send Daniel in there because you know he's a main character, so that's yeah, going to happen. He's to got him. that plot armor. And uh, and I couldn't even go take a drink because that would have given things away. And then people yeah. on Twitter are just like literally screaming into yeah. Twitter, and I was like, yes, trust me i know yeah <laughs> yeah if anyone feels you nixie feels you um and and i get it but you know characters have died characters have died and and, and come back i mean and, we've listened we've also this is not game of thrones yeah like this is not you know jr martin killing people left and right i mean just recently in D ellie died yeah and then she came back and now she has wings and a giant mace <laughs> And she became an archbishop in the Church of Pelor. So, so I mean, clearly is Daniel is going to come back with wings. That was exactly what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> Daniel, come back with wings. Um, He's just going to go find his wings. And, I, and just because it's hard to talk about this episode, talk like, look, a, a thousand things have been written about Michael Shanks leaving the show. Mm. Um, I was not there. I was not involved. Right. I have no issue. To, I have no desire or want to talk about the rumors or the gossip as to what went down. Yeah. I know it was not necessarily a it was not a negative leaving. Mm-hmm. I know it was it was just a professional. Michael Shanks wanted to move on. Michael Shanks was hoping for more of his character. He wanted to go do different things. It happens. This is a job for him. Yeah. You know, the same way I don't believe in metagaming. I don't believe in I don't care. Exactly. I don't. It's, so, even if it were shitty. I don't care. They and did a great job. It's a great show. Exactly. And, that's, and thank you for that. And I do. And I remember because, you know, I was part of sort of the online community at this point, And I remember being absolutely flabbergasted at how rude yeah. and and um, just the horrible things some quote unquote fans were saying to the creators of the show, to the actors yeah, it was it was it got really, really ugly. And um, well, it's tough uh, because P, uh, it's easy to forget for us as, as, as just human yeah. beings that we're not the only ones involved in whatever it is we're dealing with. Exactly. And it's again to the fact of like the people who put who work on the show like this is their career. This is their job. They do work, you know, yeah. if sometimes Sometimes people behind the scenes, people on camera, they want to move on and do other things. Yeah, I th- this remind it just it kind of reminds me of the um, the Last Jedi. Yeah, backlash. Yeah, uh, there's like a petition that someone put I, out to mark this. Look, a lot of people do a lot of hard work and exactly. they bust their ass to make this shit happen. Exactly. Uh, let's remember that we enjoyed it. Exactly. I loved it. I love this episode. I don't. I don't know where the story's going. Yeah, I have no idea, um, and I don't know what any of the background is. So it doesn't yeah, matter exactly. Yeah. And that's why I said I'm like it's it's hard to do. It's hard to have this an episode like this where yeah. one of the main characters leaves and not sort of at least touching yeah. behind the scenes. But I will just say like. Uh, 
it was a it was a profession as far as I know from yeah. the actual words I've heard from people's mouths that were involved. It was just it was one of those things that happens yeah. on a TV show. There was well, no yeah, aminus and, in and everything. There are, there are places to talk about it, um, but I think it's fair to say that that's really not our approach. Exactly. Like yeah. I'm not going to touch on blah blah blah. But he left. It was an emotional time on the set. It yeah. was. It you know. Yeah, I, I'm sure it wasn't easy for anyone yeah. involved. That sounds like I was like those Sam emotions, those yeah. Amanda emotions yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <sighs> you guys are lucky. I've had a week <laughs> because uh, but what happens? Not wanting to watch. What happens? What happened the entire week is no matter what happened, something would happen, and 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 grace would just text me goes but it doesn't really matter because daniel's dead yeah it was so it was a really tough week at work and at home yeah. and just you know one of those like nixie and i work together and so we've been dealing with a lot of things at yeah. work uh, just because we've been busy it's yeah nothing bad it's yeah just good just busy inc- incredibly stressed out and busy and i was like but it doesn't really fucking matter because daniel's dead <laughs> and i would just and so i do want to thank you and apologize because i did take a lot of my anger out on you in the sense of like every <laughs> text message ended with ended that with, line. it doesn't matter daniel died yeah. <laughs> in all caps <laughs> i love you guys we'll be here next week we um, will i will work through this i will yes. be an example of what it is like to work through feelings <laughs> that's what i do um i yeah i'm working and I'm, I'm trying to i'm doing my best to work through that anger stage yeah we um hold up i just i believe the next episode is uh it's revelations it's the okay. next episode uh season finale it's season finale and the okay. one and it's not really a spoiler but the one thing i will say is that it is not a two-parter so okay. they they finally end a season yeah don't break our heart like this and then drag us along well, it's also summer. they ended it like this because uh, if i remember correctly um this is this is the next episode is the last one that aired on, show oh, got t- on, on it. Showtime. Got it, it moved to sci-fi starting in season six. Got it. Um, it's fair to say that this is the this is the, in my list. <laughs> it's in your list. Let's head to the rankings. Um, um, does it beat out Wormhole Extreme? It does. Okay. It does, and just purely because I'm, a, I feel like depending on the mood, yeah, it may jump back and forth because they're yeah. so vastly they're so, different, like the most different than you could possibly get. But right now I'm angry, so it's there, yeah. and I think we're um, dropping. Well, damn. Yeah, I know. I think maybe. Well, menace is out because this replaces menace, yeah. and so that was one of my weird splits. Um, so I'm going to cheat and I'm going to, uh, half fail safe, half ascension. Okay. Cause I don't know what to because do. Because that's what you did. You have a week to decide. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm putting this at number two because again, it, it is so different from wormhole extreme. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do, if I'm talking about favorites, I'm cutting menace off my list. If I'm talking about favorites, I'm going to go watch wormhole stream yeah. before I go watch Meridian. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I kind of love a little bit of emotional torture. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. I'm going to rewatch something, I may sit there and watch <laughs> Daniel die over and over. Just Cause that's who I am as a person. I don't know what that says about you. <laughs> and it says a lot about how I just like to drag myself through emotional torture sometimes. Um, and I think we do have one new person on Patreon. Oh, okay. Um, hold up because I'm not prepared. Well, and, here's what uh, we'll do. I'm going to thank everyone again yes. for sticking with us. Um, if for a minute there, I wasn't sure if I was going to keep watching the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm going to keep watching it. It's I, you know, I'm going to, it'll be okay. It'll yeah. be okay. 
You just um, gotta move through the feels. Yes. Alrighty, so I believe we actually have a couple new people. Um, so I think we have thank yous to John Holloway. Oh, um, Beatrix Downey. And Chris Crozer. Brendan Gross. Yep. And no, thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, you know where to find us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but maybe not me for a little while. <laughs> We're on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Uh, we are on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. And we're at Patreon at Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week with yep. the season finale. Yes. Uh, and now feel free. I, you know what? I, I take that back. I will be... What looking at Facebook in case anyone wants to tell me anything. Yes. Uh, and I promise to try my best. No spoilers, not though. Not to spew anger. <laughs> we, you, you are free now to emotionally talk to people about yeah. Meridian. Yeah, it may be um, cathartic, so I'm, think, I'll be there. And I think what we're going to try to do is, um, you know how we always, because season finale next week, and we, we, we tend to cut out those long discussions about our, our top ten of the series yeah. list, so I think we're going to try to record that, and that will be a patreon exclusive yeah. is us going let's hash out La- yeah with each other with each live other in person yes. i like it let's do it we'll have a drink we'll hash it out there you go we'll call it a day Alrighty. bye guys bye, bye.